Hello, I'm Dana Rizzo, your door-to-door storyteller, and I'd like to give you a story. This story is called The Pea and the Princess by Kelsey McIntyre. The king and the queen, seated at one end of the long dining table, fidgeted with their napkins and eyed the servant who had just entered the hall bearing the princess's silver platter. The platter's contents were thankfully hidden, for the moment, under a shiny domed lid. The princess at the other end of the table was thankfully still too busy complaining about how one of her perfect ringlet curls had been crushed as Nanny was helping her dress for dinner to notice the appearance of her meal. Yet. The king glanced at the queen as the servant placed the platter on the table. The queen bit her lip as the servant lifted the platter's lid. Peas, the princess gasped, interrupting herself as she spied the plate of turkey, mashed potatoes, and steamed vegetables before her. Her parents flinched. Sweetheart, these aren't ordinary peas, the queen said. I had them picked out especially for you at the market earlier. You'll love them. They won't taste anything like the ones you hated before. Peas are peas, the princess shouted, kicking the legs of her chair. Motioning the servant to his side, the king whispered, I thought I told the cook to hide them under the carrots. We had some trouble, sir. Trouble ladling steamed peas and carrots onto a plate in the proper sequence? As a matter of fact, yes, sir. Actually, we had quite a time steaming the peas to begin with. Steaming the peas? What could possibly? It appears that they felt the process was excessively hot. The cook contrived to knock them to the bottom of the pot with a wooden spoon whenever they tried to jump out. And one of the maids came in very handy with a dish towel during a few of the more suspenseful moments, but we eventually subdued them. Regarding the carrots, I'm afraid that even in a more sluggish state, the peas didn't appreciate being smothered and threatened to roll into the mashed potatoes if we didn't allow them to lie on top of the other vegetables. Given the circumstances, I hope we made the right decision, your lordship. The king quickly nodded and tugged his beard so that he wouldn't appear bewildered in front of the staff. Yes, yes, of course, he muttered. Serving the princess a meal in which the peas and potatoes have mixed doesn't bear thinking about. Very good. Off you go. Give the cook my compliments. Honey cake, just try one for mommy, all right? The queen wheedled as the servant withdrew. She had hurried to the princess's side and was holding out a little gold spoon and patting her daughter's curly gold head. "'My dear,' the king said, somewhat apprehensively. He could hardly hear himself over the wailing of the princess and the rattling of the dishes as she banged her knees against the underside of the table. "'Agnes,' he tried again, more loudly. "'Yes, darling, what is it?' the queen asked, turning. "'Those are just regular peas that you bought.' aren't they? I mean, they haven't got magical properties, have they? Magical peas, the queen repeated, biting her lip again. Well, I wouldn't put it quite that strongly. At that moment, the princess's flailing fist landed in the potatoes, splattering gravy onto the table and the queen's sleeve. And one of the peas that hadn't been steamed into a stupor decided that he'd had enough. I've never been so insulted in all my life, he screamed in a voice as thin as a needle. With a rolling start, he leapt off the plate and into the princess's lap. Yuck, 
One of them fell on me, the princess shrieked and pushed her chair back from the table violently to try to get it off without touching it. How dare you, the pea fumed, bouncing from her lap to her shoulders so that he could shout in her ear. Do you expect me to lie on your plate for all eternity, waiting for you to consume me while you call me names? Think again. Yuck, you say. Disgusting, you say. Well, let me tell you, the feeling is mutual. And using one of her golden ringlets as a rope, he swung out and dropped to the floor. What was that? the princess said, spinning around in her chair to find the owner of the voice. The king and queen had both heard it as well, since the princess had stopped her racket while the pea was shouting at her. I think it must, it must be the pea, the queen exclaimed, pointing. The king stood up with a clatter. The pea, the princess scoffed and slid off her chair to get a better look. Yes, I'm a pea, and I resent your tongue, the pea said. All three members of the royal family gaped at him. Now I'm going to go have some fun for a change, since you don't see fit to eat me, he added, and sped towards the door of the dining hall. The princess ran after him, amazed, and the king and queen dropped their napkins and ran after her. As soon as he was out of the dining hall, the pea began to hop up the spiral staircase, which he felt would surely lead to the bedrooms. He had always wanted to jump on a bed. Wait, the princess panted, thumping up the stairs behind him. You're too small. I might lose sight of you if you don't let me catch up. From what I've heard, you can't stand the sight of me anyway, so I wouldn't worry about it, the pea laughed. He bounded up the last few steps and took off down the hallway. That's my room, the princess called out as the pea whizzed through an open door on the left. You can't touch anything until I give you permission. If you wait for me, then we can play together. But the pea had already sprung onto the bed, which was three mattresses high and mounded in feather pillows. Yippee! he chortled. I can stick to the ceiling! He was a few bounces away from doing so when the princess arrived in the doorway. You beastly pea! she huffed. I don't think I want to play with you after all. Come down from there. No, the pea giggled. He hit the downy comforter and shot back up. Then I'll have to get you down myself, the princess said, hitching up her skirt. You can try, the pea taunted. Just then, he smacked the ceiling. Ha, yelled the princess and scrambled onto the bed. The pea struggled to unstick himself before she could reach him. But the princess was surprisingly agile when she needed to be, and peeled him off herself. This is an end to you, she said, and popped him in her mouth before he could say a thing. The king and queen appeared, out of breath, to find their daughter sitting on her bed, looking puzzled. Are you all right, Sugar Plum? the queen said. Where is the pea? the king asked. I ate him, the princess answered. And the strangest part was, he tasted extraordinarily good. Do you think the cook has kept the rest of mine warm? The queen sighed and squeezed the king's arm. Just like the old lady told me they would. I knew I was making a good choice in buying them. You just listened to The Pea and the Princess by Kelsey McIntyre, read to you by your door-to-door -door storyteller, Dana Rizzo. Thank you for listening.
used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement, a production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.